Let's put the rad in radical. If you're looking to expand your life, then you've come to the right place. We're Amanda, Ali, and Reina, and each week we're setting the scene to level up our everyday lives in all areas. Mindset, lifestyle, community, and more. And we want you to come with. Have a holly jolly Christmas. Oh my golly, have a holly jolly Christmas. Have a holly jolly Christmas. You guys, that sounded amazing. Amanda, what a voice you have. I think we were made for this, and we are so excited to welcome you to episode 13. Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy holidays to everybody tuning in. We are so thankful to have you here with us sharing on a special holiday in this new, unique year and way. And we thought we would bring you a little bit of some holly jolly goodness bright and early as you tuned in with us. We loved listening to the feedback from our episodes about all of our holiday goodness, about hanging with your friends and your loved ones over virtual capacities and FaceTime calls. We hope you're, you're hanging tight with everyone and, and holding them close as best you can. Um, we would love to share a little bit of some rad things with you today. First kickoff is definitely a little something bubbly for your holly jolly holiday. Whether it's Christmas or not, we are just willing to toast to you near or far. And there is a recipe I would love to share with you. I am an Aperol spritz lover myself, and I do enjoy the Prosecco version. I do enjoy the Prosecco with a little bit of Aperol and, um, you know, some of that club soda in there to have lots of bubbly with that kind of sweet and bitter flavor with that pop of orange bright color. I want to offer you though a different recipe that I've really loved. So it can be just a tiny bit lighter and maybe let uh, some more clinking and drinking going around if that's your jam. I love to add just enough Aperol in a glass to cover some ice cubes, maybe five or six ice cubes. Then I pour in, now get this, not Prosecco, but rather one whole can of sparkling water. My sparkling water of choice is actually bubbly grapefruit flavor. And, and truly I've done this in different capacities, but no other flavor will do. It has to be the grapefruit flavor of bubbly. And you can, you know, dive in and add some Prosecco if you like, but if you do just want it to be on the lighter side, all you need is slicing a little bit of orange and putting it inside your cup. And it's a really amazing bubbly Aperol spritz alternative. <laughs> now, is there a name? Yeah. Do you, do you have a name? Is there a name for this cocktail? I mean, I, I, I'd like to just call it like an Aperol light, perhaps. I haven't named it, but it's certainly what I know my girlfriends have loved to have when they come over to my place. Sometimes when you get that big bottle of Prosecco, especially if you're celebrating on your own this year, it could be hard to finish. And so instead of cracking open one of those bad boys and risking it got kind of going flat, just open one can of water and pour that in with you know, this much Aperol to cover your ice cubes basically is a really great, refreshing, light way to have your little bubbly drink. Well, I have one. And again, I'm always attracted to the name. The reason I ask is as soon as the name of a cocktail catches my uh, attention, I'm like, I must consume this now. My new favorite right now is called Sex on a Snowbank. <laughs> Wait. And Yes, let me unravel this. So the cocktail is called Sex on a Snowbank. And basically, 
think of a snowman sort of cocktail and yet it's got a good kick to it. So it's a rum-based drink, Malibu rum, which feels very summery, but you're gonna mix it with kind of a coconut cream and blend it up with some ice, pour it in a beautiful glass, add a couple cranberries, very, very festive sex on a snowbank. Is it very coconutty though? Yes, so it, this <laughs> is the thing. It has, a, it has a feeling of summer because of the Malibu okay. rum, but because it is blended, it looks like a snowman and a snowbank, and everybody loves sex. Love <laughs> That's a really creative way to try to both go. of these. Yeah. yeah. I'll put them both also in the red updates. That way, people that are listening can have those if you want to go back and listen and, or go back and get the recipe in the updates. We can do that. Definitely. And, and, and photos, take photos. Yes, we'll definitely take some photos yeah. and, and, you know, we'll add those into the newsletter. So anybody listening in, if you want this Aperol light or this, what was it? Snowman, uh, sexy glass? Sex with the snowman. There's, you're not having sex with the snowman. It's sex <laughs> on a snowbank. Get your mind out of the gutter. Gosh, these two. Raina, these two, I, I would love to, I'd love to know. I know you are not having yes. alcoholic beverages and you haven't been for a long time. And so what would be yeah. something sparkly or bubbly or festive that would be the, of the virgin style? Well, I, we have cocktails every night. I quote, I air quote cocktails, but we have a, like a sparkling water maker and Ella will cut lemon and put <laughs> lemon in our sparkling water. And we drink it out of wine glasses. So we have cocktails every single night with dinner. But typically like for Thanksgiving and things like that, we just did like sparkling grape juice and the girls love it and they can drink it and it looks bubbly. It looks just like champagne in a glass. And so we just do that. And it's- I love that. Do you, sugar. How, do you, how do you cope? Like I just, I'm you just know, I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I don't I know. You know, it's gotten so easy though. It's gotten so easy. We actually have, I just reorganized upstairs. We have wine up on like a big shelf in our dining room and I just moved it. And I was just like carrying it around. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not gonna drink this. It's literally just for looks now, but it's like $8 wine. So it's not even for looks. It's just shitty well, wine funny. sitting up on a shelf in our house. <laughs> but it's not, it's not. It's funny because when Amanda and I traveled to Colorado for Thanksgiving, I vividly remember, and again, it's just because things like this make me so incredibly happy. But Amanda and I were like, well, okay, Raina's not drinking. Who's providing the wine for this, this meal that we're about to well, actually I, go buy? Well, I'm always fully stocked. <laughs> yes. And, but Raina, you said the most beautiful words to my heart. You said to Amanda and I, don't buy any, help yourself. I have lots. And Amanda and I looked at each other and we were like, oh my God, get the chair. Yes. And the wine was all <laughs> way up high and we were pulling wine down and we were like, this is amazing. It was, it was when like- when we moved into that loft that you guys actually came to visit, there was a wine holder thing above the refrigerator. And at that point I was, I was more of like on a beer kick when we went out to eat at restaurants and stuff like that. But I was like, I can't have that and not fill it with wine. So I literally bought like 33 bottles of wine at the liquor store across the thing the day we moved in. So I could fill each little, I mean, again, it was like $8 wine. So it wasn't that much, but I just, I filled every single one of them and it's like still have, so next time you come back, you're going to have a very nice aged 2019 Denver wine. That's very exciting. And, and we, we certainly look forward to it. Uh, what I know for sure is that, like you said, it would be an aged 2019 wine 
But here we are in 2020 with things looking a little different than they were as we visited last year around, you know, really around the month of December. And so, you know, what are some, some, I'd love to hear some faves from the two of you. What are some music playlist faves you have? Have you, do you have playlists that you've created and curated of your own, maybe on your Spotify? Do you have an album from a particular artist that is on repeat for you and your house? What does that look like music wise for you on, on a holiday? share because we Kenzie kind of did something creative this year I mean as soon as you know we put up the Christmas decorations Mariah Carey came on and it was you know everything Mariah Carey for a good 24 hours and then we started digging on you know because Christmas Eve I wanted to just make it kind of fun and so I was like we need a playlist that we can play all throughout the day and Mackenzie found these like remixes of like all of the classic songs but it's like hip-hop remixes so it's literally like Frosty, snowman, like literally, I know you're welcome, has like beats with the original songs like tied into it. So they're so cool. I'll figure out how to share that playlist with you guys because it's actually really awesome. We're going to play it all day long. I am going to need a copy of that. But for me, obviously, it's Justin Bieber, Mistletoe. Duh. <laughs> Duh. On of repeat. course it would be. Of course. Bieber, Bieber singing the holiday classics. Um, you can't go wrong there. You, I know Amanda, we both are big Buble people. So you can't go wrong with little Michael Buble. Um, do you start your Christmas tracks or your holiday music before December? See, for me, I don't listen to any of it until December 1st. And then it's 30 straight days of hardcore holiday songs. And then it's done. For I think me, it goes I, back to the decor too, though. Like yes. as soon as the decor is up, I'm like, here's the holiday songs. Yeah, I'm with Reina on that. Decor is the kickoff. Decor is the signal. Um, it is the A-OK -okay green light. And for me, I am certainly a Michael Buble play. Like that Christmas album, that Christmas deluxe album, I'm all about him and his crooning and his jazz and his scats and his, ooh, I just love it. It's like he, as you can basically feel him like shaking the dust off of his shoulders, just emerging for December. <laughs> did you see that holiday kickoff that they did? Um, I have to remember when it actually was, but Mackenzie and I watched it because BTS was performing, but it was like this holiday kickoff on like ABC or something like that, where a bunch of celebrities did it. And Michael Buble opened and had his like wife and kids there. And I'm just like, oh my God, they're the cutest. No, He's amazing. Yeah. I don't want to awesome. brag, but I went to high school with Michael Bublé. Yeah, I was going to say, I think you need to share stories. Yeah, yeah I, I don't want to talk too much about it because I just, I know him so deeply. But um, yeah, Michael Bublé is a local guy. So yes to Vancouver dudes rocking the crooning vibe. But I will say that I have a movie that you girls need to watch. Oh, the New us. Grinch. Have you guys seen, so the, the, uh, this is the third adaptation of The Grinch in the series, and it's done, I think it was released in like 2019, Pharrell Williams narrowates, he narrowates, he narrowates, he narrates the whole thing, and the voice, the lead voice is Benedict Cumberboo, whatever his <gasps> name is, Cumberboo. Oh my God, Benedict, I yeah. am a huge Benedict Cumberbatch fan. Like I am yeah. Doctor Strange, Sherlock Holmes, Smog from the Hobbit, Hundo. I'm freaking out right now. I didn't know that. Well, I, what is it called again, Ali? Can you say that? It, it, it's the new, it's the Grinch, but it's been remade. And here's what I loved is I watched it with my three and five-year-old. 
Um, and in the old Grinches, if you remember, he was depicted very scary. He was very mean to his dog, Max. But in this new one, he, you really see the transition of how he gets to fall in love with the holidays, how he did something bad but learned a lesson. And he's not depicted as this scary monster. They've taken a really cool swing at this. And uh, I mean, the lineup of the celebrities that are involved are huge and we loved it. And now both of my girls, we love the Grinch. I wanna be the Grinch. No, I'm the Grinch. Like now it's, it's spiraled into a huge, who can be the Grinch? And of course I nominated my husband, right? Like he can Obviously. play the Grinch. We just watched the one with Jim Carrey like three days ago just watched that one so i'm excited to see this one that'll be good what other holiday movies do you guys like um for me i must say it's been the holiday on repeat like kate winslet um, cameron movie. diaz jude law jack black i mean jack black is just fantastic I, that that film is one that i feel like i can just relate to on so many personal levels like unrequited love from the kate winslet storyline and um <laughs> wanting to be in a a no dude zone and then ending up in the cameron diaz side of that storyline that's I, your I, life yeah like I, i've certainly been both of those things and so i watch that film and i laugh and cry and relate in a really um in a really great way but i will say that there's been another one that i enjoyed a lot more than i thought i was going to and it's a netflix special it's called the holiday and it's with um oh gosh it's julia roberts's niece niece hold on i'll, I'll find out um she's a niece uh, emma roberts there we go yep Emma Roberts is Julia Roberts' niece. Yes. Oh and God. well, now that you see it, you'll see this, the mouth, the yeah. smile. Yeah. You'll, yeah. I was just going to say, look at How the face funny. with the mouth. Yeah. And so that film wow. was one that I didn't, and I mean, we, just put it on in passing like kind of how you want to have some background sounds every now and then and this ended up being the choice because it was like the thing being advertised basically and yeah we gave into it but we had far more laughs than we anticipated and we thoroughly enjoyed it so that was a really good one as well so basically the holiday on repeat the holiday was a really fun one um I don't know. What about you? What do you feel like you're tuning into constantly or that makes you feel like that's a staple in your house? Well, I was just wondering, do you guys stay current or do you ever go back and watch like It's a Wonderful Life and like all these old Bing Crosby sort of- uh, I will tell you, I just this year realized how shitty of a job I've done showing my kids all the good old movies. <laughs> like really- they didn't watch Home Alone until last week. And so we watched Home Alone 1, 2, and 3. You know, we wa we've been kind of watching a lot of the old ones. So I'm excited to show them some new ones too. But we've been stacking. Like we watched all the Santa Claus movies and like all the stuff from the 90s that like Chad and I grew up with. And he's like, hey, have they seen this? And I'm like, oh my God, no, they haven't. So we've been like on movie marathons a lot. Have you guys seen White Christmas, the one, the, the Bing Crosby, where they have the, the two guys and they kind of fall in love with the two sisters? Anyways, funny backstory. This was like a staple in the house that I grew up in. So my sister and I always watched it. And our favorite part of this movie was when the two sisters performed their big number, which is called Sisters. Sisters, sisters, there were never two little sisters, whatever it was. Anyways, on my sister's wedding day, I recreated that song. I rewrote it with the same tune and in front of her 
whole, you know, wedding gathering, I performed the White Christmas version of Sisters as an homage to my sister. And you have to go and watch this movie because the musical numbers are so great. They're so fun. And it's one of those things, like you said, Raina, I want to make sure that my kids see these old classics too, because um, even though it was important to me, this is kind of where movies kind of, you know, started from. And it's just so important to keep those old traditions with those movies still going because I think a lot of people are going to forget to watch White Christmas or It's a Wonderful Life and they will just go to the new classics like The Grinch and and um, what the holiday and you know I love that they're remaking so many things but some of these old ones are so great. I don't know I think that one may be older than me maybe. That's it. Was that a dig at my age? I'm just curious. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. <laughs> what about Prancer? Did you guys ever watch Prancer? No, I never watched that. That's what about that? about the reindeer, isn't it? Is it's it the one with the reindeer. It's a movie. I watched it every single year, probably every single day of like the holiday season growing up. I feel Prancer. like that if we ask, if we ask our listeners to please give us the rundown of their family staple movies. We could yes. put together a pretty bomb for 2021 Christmas viewing list. Like that this is uh, like dancer. Yes. So let's, let's get some more good movies on the roster and then we can just tuck in for 2021. We don't even need to give it any thought. <laughs> I'm thinking that that let's would be just a leave the tree up. Yeah, let's leave the tree up. I think that would be a really great idea so that we can get a little bit of a compilation of your faves. Things like uh, Home Alone, um, Buddy the Elf, Miracle on 34th Street, some of those older classics and things like that would be a great way for everybody to have. Um, even if right now, you know, you're, you're thinking to yourself, man, what do I tune into today? It'd be so cool to be able to have a bit of a resource. So we'll make sure to ask on our Let's Put the Rad and Radical page and get everybody to chime in and share a little bit about what they're loving. Um, and speaking of that, having this time of year where really to me, the gift of presence, however we can have it, whether it's virtual or with the nuclear family within our homes. To me, that's really the biggest gift. Now, we've already chatted a little bit about gifts and how we feel about receiving them or giving them. Are we gift givers? Are we um, people who prefer to have experiences versus something tangible and physical? What do you, I I saw this blog and I'd be curious to ask the two of you this question, but what are your thoughts on re-gifting? So for example, if you receive a present, it maybe didn't feel like it was your jam. Um, Obviously you can always maybe go exchange it if you had a a gift receipt or things like that. Um, But there have been moments I'm confident of this where you've received something you've kept that you didn't necessarily feel you loved or wanted or needed what have you done in these circumstances and how would you feel maybe receiving a regifted gift i'd be curious to hear your thoughts it's a hard no for me thank <laughs> you god yeah it's a hard you know, no because the regift to me is evidence that i didn't think about you and so I go, well, hey, Raina gave me this sock. Uh, here, Amanda, happy holidays. But would you actually tell Amanda that it came from Raina first, or would you just straight to Amanda, look at these socks I got you? No, I would never say this is a re-gift, but I think energetically when you open a gift and you think to yourself, because this gift is going to go on and on. This, I think once a re-gift will always become a re-gift. It just keeps going. It, it's like it lives forever. 
but there's something when you open a gift that has no story or no narrative, which is all me, I get that. But it's like, if I give you a candle, that is, it's, 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 that's a re-gifter. Like you just know that I was given that from someone else and I've got millions of candles. I don't need it. So I'm going to give it to you. I think you got me a candle one. Maybe. Well, can I just add, if you were to give me a candle, whether it was something that existed in your house and you didn't need it, I would love it. I am a huge candle hoarder. I can't get enough of them. I'm at a point now where I make my own candles. Like my man bought me a candle making set for my birthday this year. And I've been making my own lavender and vanilla candles because I can't I want buy one. <laughs> well, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't necessarily think that it's a bad thing. And so I would like to leave the door open to it, the gray space in this. I'm okay with it not being black or white because like I said, if there was something that, that wasn't a perfect fit for you, but that if you looked at me and you were like, oh, yep, I know she's going to love this, that would be huge for me. So for example, it could even be like, you know, you had spare um, watercolor paper or a canvas that you are never going to paint on, but I could surely use. I wouldn't care where the hell you got it. I would just be grateful that there was something that spoke to you about me. Now, I will add to the tune of what Ali mentioned. But of if there's what no- if it was but what if it was wrapped and presented as a gift on a holiday? Like, I think it's different if like she had canvas laying around and was like, you know what, Amanda could use these and like drove and like dropped it off. And it's like a friendship gift and all this stuff that she like does fun. Right. What if it's like presented as here's your one and only Christmas gift that I got you? Well, what if it's presented to you as your one and only gift? No, I mean, I would take it because I wouldn't know. <laughs> I think for me, the opposite end of it is like, if I were like, if I knew there, like I couldn't receive a candle, we'll just use candles as an example, and re-gift it because I would know I would have this like in my throat being like, this, this is not the gift for them. You know what I mean? The whole time. I think you have that to I listen didn't to put your thought gut. into it. Yeah, you have to listen to your gut on it. I think it's a very emotionally sensitive choice, <laughs> at least for Isn't me. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it is. But I feel like my vision of the things that you would re-gift are neutral gifts. So never would I re-gift canvas paper or whatever it is to you, Amanda, because I know that'd be a perfect match or a candle. I'm talking about when people give you like body wash. And I go, body wash, interesting. That's a re-gifter. Like, that's a, Those it's are a gifts neutral. from like aunts and cousins. I think that's, those, yeah. But those are the gifts that annoy me because I go, you did not think. You just went, okay, is this what, okay, quick body wash and let's throw in a bath bomb. But even bath bomb is a bit personal. I mean, I just think that there's neutral gifts that if I was to receive, I, but the, you guys, I'm a big, I read into everything. I'm like, there's a message in here. She, oh my God. And I'd be into some spiral of she doesn't like me. And uh, we just, maybe just buy regular gifts, people. It's, you know, I, I find it so fascinating. And that's why I wanted to ask the two of you, because, you know, you can Google re-gifting and in 
you will find, is it okay to re-gift? And one answer is re-gifting is perfectly, you know, acceptable. Why, you know, why not repurpose and do secondhand giving and maybe make a more sustainable Christmas or, or this or that. And then you have other people who will say re-gifting is straight up rude where there was no thought and no heart put into that exchange of physical energy or this or that. And so I, I was really curious to hear what the two of you thought. And I think, um, I know for me, it's not like I know if, like Ali said, no one would tell me that they were giving me something that they had been given and didn't feel the use for it. Um, and so I think maybe mentally I would put in my head, oh, Ali must have thought that this was perfect for me or Raina must have thought this was perfect for me. So I, I don't know. I, I guess it's hard to say. I'm, I'm not sure where I stand. I feel totally in the middle. But do I you also think giving gifts, oh, sorry, Rain, do you think that it is an energetic exchange? So when I give a gift, is there an energy actually attached to it? Like, I wonder if we actually slowed down enough to receive a gift to think, I wonder if there's an energy exchange and could you read that energy? Like, oh, this something's off with this gift. <laughs> this I, is a re-gift or like, you know, I'm just curious, I'm curious if there is an energy exchange when you have put heart and thought into something. Well, perhaps it goes back to our last conversation about gift giving, about whether or not that's something that's a priority for you or whether or not you find value in giving a gift. I read a really fascinating blog just around the psychology of gift giving in terms of how to do it all wrong in a way that makes it unfortunately the thing that people end up giving these gifts that, like you said, energetically have no value to them um, because you're either not close enough to them to know them well enough to give them something of meaning or they themselves, you know, would don't feel the use in it. And you were just taking a stab in the dark type of thing. And so I, I think it depends on maybe the person who's giving the gift in the first place to attach meaning to that or not. Now, if you're giving someone a gift who believes in the energetic exchange of, of presence, then that's, a that's one that may be hard to um, slip under the rug because if they receive that and really attach energy to it and they don't feel like they see themselves in the gift that you gave, then it might be easier for them to think, oh, well, they just gave me something to say they gave me something. I'd be interested in reading that just because I don't have that excitement around gift giving. You know what I mean? Even holidays, it's like, I, I literally put it on my calendar to shop for Christmas gifts. And then at that point, I'm just like, it doesn't come natural to me. Like it would, uh, you know, and, and even, you know, I remember previous years where I wouldn't even start until like the 22nd or 23rd, because it just wasn't something that I naturally thought about the gift side of things, you know? I think oh, that's really valid given, you know, people have a lot on their plate, a lot on their mind. The holidays are really the busiest time. It can be even the heaviest financially in a lot of ways if, if proper planning hasn't taken place and, um, you know, unexpected bills or, or events and this and that. And again, we know that this year is different, but it, it may not be in the sense of gift giving. And so, yeah, like it can be just another thing on your freaking to-do list when you're busy juggling the kids, a full-time job, trying to figure out, you know, how to keep the house clean, how to buy everyone something meaningful. I, there is that flirting line with when is this me giving a meaningful, an energetically meaningful gift and me just crossing your name off of the list? That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, 
I don't like the idea of someone just crossing like, okay, I got that. I got that. I got that. But I was, I was actually thinking when Raina said that, I remember when my husband and I were dating and I don't know if you guys have had this conversation with your partners or with previous partners, but did you guys ever put a dollar value to the gift that you would buy for your partner? So I remember when Ben and I were dating, we would be like, okay, it's Christmas or something. Um, let's, let's do a hundred dollars. Let's do 50 bucks. Let's do $500. I mean, not that we, not that we did that, <laughs> but um like, did you guys ever put a dollar value so that you and your partner were kind of tit for tat of what you would, what the expectation around gifts were? I'm not sure that we ever did put a dollar amount on anything, mostly because both of us have gotten on the same page about what we enjoy to do versus the something we want to open versus the thing we want to have. I, I think the culture for us has been we ha both of us hate shopping. I really don't. I, I dislike shopping for clothes. I dislike shopping in general. It really drives me nuts and, and, and he hates it as well. And so I think for us, instead of it being a dollar amount, it's more so plan a day for us or plan an experience or, or, or I don't know, figure out a way for us to do something. Um, and I don't know that we've ever put a dollar on how much we were allowed to craft that evening for or, or event, it, you know, like, go back to the very first holiday that you spent with your partner when you didn't have those, like when you hadn't had those discussions or you were still in that new, like, Oh my God, do I get him a sweater cologne? Like, I just remember being in those like kind of teen and 20 and even into my early thirties, you know, having those conversations, of expectations because I know that I, I have lots of friends that blow the bank on their partner. Um, and then there's an expectation on what they should be getting and receiving. But as you evolve with that partner, obviously you will have those discussions. Hey, do you want to have an experience? Well, you plan this, I plan that. But in that first holiday that you guys spent with, you know, with Will or Chad, what do you even remember what you got them? Are you gonna go? I was like, I, I just would. I we didn't set a dollar amount, and I'm now realizing that that's maybe where a lot of my anxiety comes from when it comes to shopping is because it's like, what's he gonna get me? Oh, I have to make sure that it's, you know what I mean, like tit for tat. And we've still not even we're getting ready to approach our second Christmas together, and still have not even had that conversation. So, hmm. but you know what's funny? We do have it for the kids because going back to like the value and stuff like that, they are like, you know, well, what's our budget for Christmas? And we share a budget and then we're like, well, wait, 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 come and like run it by us first. Because if we say, you know, you get a hundred dollars to spend, you're going to just go and like start clicking add to cart until you get to a hundred dollars. Whereas like stop and maybe think about what Chad wants or could use or would actually benefit from. And so we've really had to like slow them down and like walk them through the gift giving process this year because it's been like you know we had our little like first christmas and it was just like here's a hundred dollars and it was like the stupidest little little things that none of us are going to use you know from the kids specifically that it's like you know if you were to put a little bit more thought into it so i think just we're focused right now on teaching them that but that's we have a budget with them not boyfriend I will give you guys a do. little humorous. This is a humorous gift that if you are scrambling, uh, and I know it's the holiday and the official 25th. Today's right the now, day, guys. 
the day is the day, but if you, if you don't have anything, or maybe this could be something funny for New Year's. But last year, Ben and I bought a pack of jelly beans that taste like bad things. So jelly beans that taste like poop or vomit. Boozled. Yes, that's it. And then we were with my sister and her husband and they opened it. And we, as a family, all had to challenge each other to eat the poop jelly bean or the vomit one. And we did it with the kids. Like it's very gross. It is, it is actually really gross. But the laughs that came from that are epic. Epic, epic. So maybe sometimes with the gift giving, it is coming up with a experience, which could be a a material item, but maybe you can link it to how it could create a memory and how we could all have a laugh, especially in a season where I'm feeling like (laughs) I'm not laughing enough. Oh yeah, you're definitely you're definitely right. We're finding ourselves not, uh, you know, finding finding our way through the laughs as best as we can. But speaking of games, what are some of your favorite games to play during the holidays? Is there one that stands out in your mind? Do you have uh, a board game? Is it maybe a building game? Uh, or what about virtual games that maybe you've been loving with your, your crew? Tell me, are there any sort of board games or holiday staples around a table or now that you can do virtually that you do at your fam jam? Whoops, I didn't. I tried to unmute there and it didn't work. Okay, um, I am the queen of this. this Everybody buckle up, get out your pen and paper. Here's what you're gonna do tonight. I have multiple multiple attacks. Number one is we always do a performance. So I have a pre-made script that everybody in the household gets their character. And it's all about, <laughs> Raina's dying laughing because she knows how real this is. Um, Seen it. It's where everybody plays a reindeer and everybody plays Santa. And you, know, you try to create these funny characters and nobody gets through the script because everybody's laughing. Um, The other thing we do is holiday trivia, and we divide into teams and play holiday trivia. Um, Everything from guess the holiday movie to what is this holiday song or holiday holiday history. Uh, But the best one that I, we used to do, but obviously we won't be able to do it now, is inappropriate gingerbread men. And so you... (laughs) (laughs) we did this after the kids went to bed. Um, We all poured a drink. We have a gingerbread man. (laughs) Raina is taking details. Taking notes. Uh, Go on, man. Gingerbread man that has been cooked and we have all the candy and icing and everybody has to go in their own corner and make the most inappropriate gingerbread man out of candy and icing. And then we show them and we laugh. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to tell you that We've done it a couple of years and I think there's, it can't get more inappropriate and yet it does. It gets worse and worse every year. And I don't want to say that certain people in my family, I think, think about it, me included. Like I'm already like doing a little porn research. I'm like, okay, what, how, how inappropriate. Porn research? You guys, I, I'm joking. I, I was joking. I'm, I have to win in the gingerbread inappropriate game. So I have to do my due diligence and do good research. What about you guys? (laughs) (laughs) I can't say that I do anything quite as risque, but one game that we've loved to play uh, with my family has been Pictionary. We're big fans of trying to draw out and your team has to guess 
what it is that you're drawing. They have a digital version now where it's, you can uh, uh, synchronize your app with this wand. And as you draw in the air with this wand, it shows up on your app and it's ridiculous how precise you need to try to be. Otherwise, what you're drawing just looks like an octopus. It's hilarious. That has been a really cool thing. I just tried the digital one this year with some friends, which was really great. Um, but my family and I have always really enjoyed a Pictionary or Taboo, where you can't say the word on the card. Or, that game is so fun. That game is so fun. Or the words that are on the list. So if let's say it's teacher, that's the main word and there's maybe a list of like seven words underneath it like school bus or classroom or students you can't say any of those words but you have to help your teammate guess the word teacher and we find so much fun in in the antics in the yelling <laughs> <laughs> the, the gestures, the high-fiving, it gets intense. So Taboo and Pictionary are for sure good ones. I love that. Well, I'm taking notes because, again, this is the first holiday where we're like home, the four of us and, and nobody else. So I've literally, I mean, I have performance holiday trivia cookies because we're going to decorate cookies. I want to share one really cool, I think you play, I think we do it through the PlayStation, but it's called Jackbox TV and it's, have you heard of that? Yes, you yes, can, I've heard you of can, it. And we can play with we play with family all the time. So, like, especially during the holidays, if you guys are distancing, like, de like get this game. I think it was like I don't know how much it was, but it's through the PlayStation, I think. And you just do it from your phone. You go to the website and you it's interactive. So, like, we can play with his family in Richmond, and it's just a really, really, really fun way to kind of have laughs with everybody all together, even virtually. You know, we did yeah, also we're big. Javier, it's awesome. Um, we are big board game people too. And Chad actually brought home Monopoly Cheaters Edition the other night and we played it and it's like, there are ways that you're allowed to cheat in the game and you have to sneak it. And it's so fun. We laughed so hard and we played the entire game of Monopoly. You know how long Monopoly lasts, like hours. But oh, it was just, what? it was so Monopoly fun. Monopoly Cheaters? Cheaters Edition. Can yeah, I so I don't know how holiday that is, but. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. We've been playing Monopoly actually with family, but by an app on our phone. And I'm not sure if I shared this on the podcast yet, but we've been playing Monopoly with our phones and we'll get on a Zoom call and he and I will sit on the couch and play against, let's say, you know, family members on the other side. And it's just funny because we'll be roaring with laughter through the screen and playing hours of Monopoly. Um, so I love that you just mentioned this. I wonder if I can find that version on the Monopoly you app. Have to. You have oh, that's so cool. It's so fun. There's like, I mean, it's like steal, you know, money from a player without them noticing. And like, I mean, it is so fun. We laughed so hard. I will say that all of this is exciting and it's I, I know that if you're listening today, you're probably in the thick of a lot of you know, family stuff, hopefully connecting in any way you can, right? We've talked about virtual, how to have a laugh, thoughtful gifts, do you re-gift? You know, we've definitely poured in, but one thing that I'm just gonna share before we jump into the Ready, Set, Grow is, I think that I am going to really stay off of social media on today, on the holiday. And the reason is because I don't want to see other people with their families when I've chosen to not. 
So in a time where I think everybody has the right to make their own decisions on how they're going to show up for the world or for themselves and what they believe in and no judgment. But on today, I've made the choice to not see family. And so today I'm going to choose to not be on social media because I want to just dig into my choices, my laughs, my crazy cocktails um, without any jealousy, worry, comparison, uh, which I think that the holidays bring up anyways. But I'm just gonna be really, really cautious of that. And maybe even for the Ready, Set, Grow, you could kind of embrace the new, if that makes sense, guys. Like, this is the year of the new. I can't sit and cry and bemoan about the years gone by and how I am not going to see my parents this year, the first time in many, many, many years. And instead, I am going to focus on the new. So for your Ready, Set, Grow challenge, I want you to dig in, earth in to the excitement of new. And new doesn't always last forever. New is right now in the present moment. And so breathe that in. How great is it that you are safe, you are secure, that all these great things can happen? Have a laugh, have a drink, make it special for just you and those people you have chosen to be with. And I'm excited to see how people celebrate this year. Um, good luck, everyone. Good luck. I am excited too. And you guys, I think more than anything, look for the silver lining in this holiday. Look for, you know, what are you grateful for? What is that one little thing you can express gratitude towards today as you sit, you know, with the family that you do have there. And thank you guys for listening to this episode. I hope you have an amazing holiday. Please don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Be on the lookout for our Rad Updates newsletter. I will upload all of the recipes so all of you guys that are just going to get shit-faced on the New Year's, you can have just some great holiday drinks to, to make. So have an awesome night, guys, and we'll talk to you soon.